the past. It used to be a newspaper. The Bob Podcast. Not outclassed. Ones on mass. Getting on my leader right up to the end of the game. The Bob Podcast. My name's Mark Isles, and I'm the Chief Football Writer of the Bolton News. This is the officially official League One official prediction podcast for the official 2023-24 season. Can Bolton Wanderers get automatic promotion this year? Will Dion Charles score 20 goals again? Who will be the breakout star? All of these questions and probably a lot more answered on the show that's counting down the days to Lincoln City. It's Scarborough to kick off. Attacking the uh, Great Lever End and Bolton attacking the Railway Embankment. So it's uh, number eight, Simon Law, to kick off for Scarborough. So Mr. Bridges from Cluid in North Wales to get the game underway. In fact, D side he comes from. Thompson gets the ball across. Headed back. Henshaw out wide to Tomo. Tomo swings it in. Up goes Big Trev. Storer. Yes! What a brilliant goal! What a oh, big mark game it was. Sorry, not story. A big mark game at the far post. As the ball came across, Kim did brilliant there. He did marvellous. A good one-two. A good header there by big mark game. And the ball just trickling over the line. So it's Bolton one. And a penalty awarded to Scarborough, which could get them back on level terms, this. But let's hope that Falgate saves it. So the ball not on the spot there. I can see that from here. So, it's number three, Mitch Coote, with this penalty kick for Scarborough. So, Coote turns, hits it, 1-1, well-taken penalty kick there by Coote. And the Scarborough fans go wild with delight. So, that Scarborough back in the game there, a lapse, a momentary lapse in the Bolton defence after some super stuff in the first half. But, Derek Scott, Scotty coming forward for Bolton, plays it forward to Enshaw. Now, Enshaw, Storer. A ball play power for Stuart Storer. Storer going for it. Kamara going for it. And, uh, oh, good play there by Storer. Storer. Yes! What a brilliant goal! Tremendous goal! Fantastic goal! Storer there. What a good wing play. Got round his man. Crossed it to JT. And what a well taken goal by JT. Number 17 for JT. Brilliant goal. Absolutely superb. Bolton Wanderers 2. Scarborough 1. So it's Thompson, now is he going to do a pile driver? Savage, Thompson, Thompson hits it, tick. yes, it's there, it took a deflection, but well struck by Steve Thompson, and I'm sure the goal will be credited to Tamil. Bolton 3, Scarborough 1. Yes, the wait is nearly over, we can nearly stop overanalyzing those friendly games, and pretty soon we can bicker on social media about a proper fixture. Wanderers play their last warm-up game on Saturday against the European Titans that are West Bromwich Albion and then it's all business from there. This is our yearly stab in the dark at who goes up, who goes down and who is destined to go around all over again in League One. It is prediction time! Okay, and to join me in this fiesta of forecasts, this gala of guessing... This carnival of conjecture. I have got a man who is second uncle twice removed to the late great Paul the Octopus. It's Henry Hewitt. Henry, how are you doing? I'm good. Let's see. I've got his uh, his prediction power. I'm predicting 
transfers for Bolton eventually. I predict. <laughs> it's a dodgy start. Yeah, yeah, I predict moaning in the north stand lower when the goalkeeper passes out from the back. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's coming back to me. But Ian Everett will eventually say something that he'll, get, so he'll grow to regret in August or September. That will be uh, endlessly repeated as if it were scripture uh, uh, until the end of time by certain people on Twitter. I can't wait. I can't wait until Elon presses that button and just turns it off. Just thinks, you know, sod it. Uh, it's been it's been a good ride, but um, no, I think Twitter's had its day now. I'm uh, I'm all about the threads. All about the threads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still getting used to the crossover because it's basically the same thing apart from no hashtags. So I'm I'm getting used to the crossover, like when you get a new system at work. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still mostly on Twitter, but I'm I'm getting a, I'm threading through to threads occasionally. I I like threads because they're still all really nice on there. There's nobody that's that started getting nasty. I've 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 scrolled down there and I've not had any abuse yet, and it's it's just mm-hmm. it's just strange. It's it's a weird old world. It must have been like what it was like to be on Friends Reunited at the very beginning or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is the Predictions Podcast. It has become an annual affair that uh, we uh, we pull our thoughts on what we think might happen in League One, and we're even going to diversify a little bit and give you a little bit of a taster from else, uh, elsewhere in the Football League as well. But um, yeah, basically, bottom line is this is going to get replayed in about 12 months' time, and we're either going to sound very, very educated or completely uneducated, which, let's be fair, let's be fair. I, I've always had a mistrust of anybody that says they, they're they an EFL expert, because quite frankly, there's so much to so much to absorb, it's almost impossible. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I will, I've done a bit of research, you know, I've, I've, I've done a bit of reading, I've, I've had a, a good think about this, it's not, it's not completely off the cuff, but um, I am not professing to be any sort of uh, expert, not even a Bolton Wanderers, truth be told, I just, I'm just a, a, a man with a microphone who does a podcast nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, as I say most weeks, I don't really know many players from the opposition of who we play, so... Um... Yeah, I think people know I'm not. I'm a, I, I would like to say I'm an expert on Bolton Wanderers, the, his, the, the history within the last 25 years of Bolton Wanderers, but um, no, not a, not of League One. But I'll give it a go. I got all four playoff positions spot on last year. So, um, you know, I think I got six in total right. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I can get more. Yeah, no, I did well last last season. In fact, I think for the last two years, both either you or me have done have done pretty well. So, this, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, it's it's we're, we're informed. There's no pressure here. We've just got to make sure this one's right. Um, but by way of a warm up, we're going to talk about uh, the outside of League One leagues very very quickly and just give uh, some some off the cuff predictions. Um, so, right, Premier League, if you can remember such a thing, uh, there's, a, there's a division two, two places higher than League One called the Premier right. League. Apparently, they play football there. Um, top four. Who's going to be your top four in the Premier League? Uh, well, Man City will win it. Um, and then I think it'll be, it'll be Man City. Liverpool will sort themselves out, so they'll be second. Um... Let's go with uh, let's go with Arsenal in third, and then in fourth I'm not going to go Man United. So we'll go someone like uh, Tottenham. Tottenham, 
Tom, well, that's not that's not a bad start. I've gone City, obviously going to win it. I think Arsenal run even closer than they did this year. I think Chelsea are finally getting their stuff together. They're going third and Liverpool fourth. United, sorry, sixth, seventh. I don't care, to be truthful. <laughs> um, who gets relegated from the Premier League? Oh, I, I'd love Luton to stay up, but I, I don't see nah. it happening. Um, the, I mean, if they didn't even sign the best centre-half in League One. They went for that Barnsley fella, so uh, <laughs> I don't see them staying up with that. Um, and then to go with them, I think... I think... Uh, I'm not going to go Burnley because Traff will keep them up. Yeah. Um, I'll go Sheffield United will go down. And then I think it'll be... I'm going to go with Forest. I think they're, uh, you know, they, they did well last year, but all them signings, uh, they'll, they'll kind of miss not signing 25 players this time. So it'll, mm. it'll, they'll struggle. So I go Forest. Luton are a given. I don't care. I'm, I'm going to put my neck on the block there. They're, they're going down. They're going down. Um, Wolves have had a few problems. I can see them struggling this season. I'm going to pick Wolves and Bournemouth because I don't agree with what they did to Gary O'Neill. So. There we go. They're going down as well, in my head. Um, who goes up from the championship? Um, I mean, sadly, you've got to look at the teams that are uh, that have come back down. I think Leeds were taken over last night, weren't they? So they're probably yeah, their 49ers, trans- yeah. Yeah, their transfer activity will probably get uh, ramp up now. So I go Leeds, Leicester. Yeah, they they'll go up just because they've got the parachute payments. Yeah. And yeah, Southampton will do the same. I think uh, Russell Martin is the, uh, um, you know, he, he, he's perceived to play really good football, and no doubt he does. But you know, when I compare him to Ian Ever, I know he's he's been in the Championship, but he's not really achieved as much as Ian Ever. He's not got promoted or, or stuff like that. So uh, I uh, I think he'll take them up, and then that'll that'll put people off. Um, Keep Ian Everett with us for a bit. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I've got Leeds, Leicester, and Sunderland because I just, I just think after last season they did really well, and I think they're kind of they're they're building towards something there, building towards another Netflix documentary, possibly with a happier ending. But uh, no, I, I'm going to go Sunderland just because I don't want to be boring. Um, who wants to go down from the Championship? Then who uh, who who will we who will Bolton miss if they were to get promotion? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think any of them want to go down. But, no, uh... I don't know why I said that. I, I don't. It's, <laughs> it's, hands up, who wants to go down? Anybody? No, anybody? I'm going to pick you if you don't. Uh, if you don't say, uh, don't somebody put their hand up. Um, uh, <laughs> let's go with Plymouth. I think the, a few of the fans were getting a bit giddy on social media at the end of last season, especially with Bolton because we beat them in the final. And then, uh, as we all know in football. You can't get too giddy because 12 months later, the chances are you're back in the same place. That's a good point. So, uh, Plymouth will go down. Um, I then think Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday. I think Sheffield Wednesday could struggle. We should have kept Darren Moore. Yeah. Um, I think Ipswich will be fine. So, I'm going to go Sheffield Wednesday. I'll go Plymouth. And I'm going to go with... I'm going to look around. Well, I have looked around and think, right, which team... Because we lost... Reading from the Championship last year, and they were due a relegation. There's a few teams that are just hovering above the uh, above the line continuously, mm. and I think one of those is QPR. So I'm going to mm. go with them. I nearly did QPR. I nearly did QPR. I'm going to back Plymouth 
to stay up. And Sheffield Wednesday, for that matter. I think Rotherham and, and two of the teams that you kind of alluded to there, Cardiff and Hull, who have just been bobbing around that, mm. that relegation zone for a while. I think uh, I think a couple of them are about to go pop. QPR is a good shout out. I, they may have they may have crept in if I'd have thought harder, but uh, right, okay, we'll go. We'll step down from League One into League Two, which is a bit of an all-star uh, league this year. It's a really strong yeah. league. It's really hard to pick who goes up. There's four teams that go up. Who do you reckon? Well, I think you've got to go Wrexham, haven't you? And then yeah. uh, one, two others. Um, I think Stockport will. Stockport seem to be. Um, Spending money, and uh, I think they'll go up. Mm. And I don't know whether Notts County will. Uh, so the teams who I, I don't think the teams who necessarily came down are uh, a great. So you know to jump back up, maybe. Maybe actually no. MK Dons with MJ. Uh, so MK Dons, Stockport, Wrexham, and then in the playoffs, you know what? I'll go. They're finally the year for Salford. Oh, that's that's sentimental. It's just because you want to be able to walk five minutes down the road. Uh, Wrexham, Stockport, I agree with. I think Bradford are finally going to get their act together, and I'm going to go Aki. I think I think Aki will. I mean, it won't matter to them whether they're in League Two or League One. It's all pretty much the same to them, isn't it? They're not going to they're not going to overspend yeah. anyway. They're just going to be hard to beat. So I'm I'm back in, uh, back in Accrington to come back on. I, I I didn't think about MK Dons, but uh, tough. I've said it now, so there we go. Um, who gets relegated from League Two? Um, <laughs> here's the here's the expert insight coming in now. <laughs> I'll just go for the two. Uh, I'll go for the two smallest clubs. I, well, Crawley will go down. Yes. I, I don't think they're. Uh, and then let's just go with Harrogate. Oh, do you know what? I've done exactly the same thing, but I want to see Harrogate go down just because then they'll be off my list of clubs that I have to go to their ground and see Bolton. Because, mm. of course, I only need three. Sutton, Harrogate and uh, Brentford's new ground. And Harrogate, I've seen Bolton play Harrogate, but it was when they were playing at Doncaster. And that really annoyed me and that's stuck in my throat ever since. So, I, yes, then you can go. Sorry, Harrogate. Um, and who comes up from the National League even further out of our comfort zone? Uh, I'm going to go with your method of this one, where basically uh, grounds that I've been to, that I've, <laughs> I've, because coming up Wrexham and Notts County, I've not been to those grounds, but I have been to Rochdale and Chesterfield, so sod it, I'll go with them. Yeah, I'm going, I've gone Chesterfield and Hartlepool for pretty much the same reason, because I don't want any I've been new to grounds. Yeah, I've been freezing. To freezing, that place, absolutely freezing. Even in July, I bet you it would barely break zero. <laughs> Right, the real business at hand. Let's have a couple of wondrous predictions. So we'll just we'll do a brief warm up. Um, who is going to end up as top goal scorer? Oh, Dion. Dion Let's will get Dion. twenty again. Okay, who's going to be top goal scorer except for Dion? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, with I think Lundalu will get twelve or thirteen. I think he'll be a. You know, I think Bud Varson, if he stays fit, can do exactly mm. the same. And if Ajo can as well. I know he's getting a bit sick at the moment. But, um, yeah, I, I think Lundaloo would be my prediction. There we go. I'm going to give you the the cast of strikers. In fact, I'll give you the full five that we've got at the minute as we're recording this. Um, if, if they've gone and they've, you know, signed 
some world-class striker, then all this is, is down the toilet. But, right, how many goals did Dion Charles score next season? Uh, 23. How many does Yondale Varsen score? I think he'll stay fit, but I think he'll score 12. The Magic 12. Magic 12. Uh, Dan and Lundaloo? He'll get 15. Fikad uh, to be a Joe. Um, he'll get twelve as well. And Cameron Jerome. I think Jerome will score. He'll, he'll score a few. I think he'll get six or seven coming wow. off the bench, mostly. That's that's a sensational number of goals. If Bolton do that, I can't. I mean, it's pretty much a spoiler for what you think Bolton are going to do this season for later <laughs> in the podcast. Um, uh, Henry's Kool Aid is available from all good corner shops, by the way. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if so, that's uh, you, you're saying they're roughly about fifty-five to sixty goals being uh, scored from our our strike force there. Um, that's oh, yeah. that's going to be some season ahead. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm going to pass on that question then because it's never going to get as interesting as yours was. Um, <laughs> who is going to be our surprise package at Wanderers this season? Who's who's the the left field star like like George Johnson a couple of seasons ago? I think it would be Thomason. I think uh, he showed at the start of last season uh, he was playing really well. Uh, the fans took to him. Um, it didn't quite work out for the rest of the season. And I think the games at the end were a bit... He'd just come back from a long injury, so I can't really look at that. I think he scored. As we record this, we've just played Chester, so he scored in that. Uh, and yeah, I think he'll do well this year. If he stays fit, I think he'll uh, he'll do quite well. So I'm going with Thomason. Hmm. I am going to go... I've got two names written down here, but I'm going to go with Randell Williams. I'm going yeah. to go with Randell Williams because I think he was just starting to warm up before the, the finish of last season. I think at the minute, as things stand, it looks like he's going to be playing quite a lot of games on that left-hand side, especially with Jack Iredale probably playing as a centre-half now. So he's going to get his chance. And also, I saw a TikTok with him with some young lady uh, the other day. Uh, where he got compared to look like Will Smith and uh, somebody else. I've forgotten who it was now. He was like a mixture of one of the two. She seemed besotted with him anyway. And as a ladies' man like that is not going to fail at all. So uh, mm. I'm gonna, I'll tell you another interesting fact about Randall Williams. Scared of spiders. Is he? Massively scared of spiders. So, yes. A lot, as long as, you know, some team doesn't sign a tarantula to play at right back, I reckon we'll be sorted this season. We'll be fine. Well, I mean, maybe if they do, uh, if they if they have an, a, a a tarantula on the wing, maybe Randall Williams will run away from them towards their goal, and uh, yeah, he'll, he'll get some crosses in. <laughs> yeah, it could be a could be a tactical ploy to hurry him up down the wing, just unleash a, a load of uh, load of spiders. But anyway. Uh, right, let's move on to the main body of our predictions. Um, I've split them in two pieces so that we're not just listing team after team after team. Um, but our first half of predictions begins with last season's playoff semi-final nemesis, Barnsley. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, rather than us list off our, our 1-24 to later on, I'm going to see which position you've given each one. So... Barnsley, where do you think they're going to finish and and why, really? Um, it's been a, 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 see, a pre-season of upheaval, mm. uh, to use a cliche that you journalists love to use, um, <laughs> for Barnsley. Uh, they've got a new manager who's a bit of an unknown. 
they've, Neil Collins, they've yeah. lost. Yeah, they've got a few. They've lost a few players. Uh, I'm going to stick them in 12 because, uh, yeah, I think they. I mean, they've they've just signed Luca Connell onto a new contract, so that's good for them. But um, you know, as we speak as well, I think they just lost a friendly close behind closed doors nine one. <laughs> so um, to lead, so that that isn't. A good omen, um, but I, I don't see Barnsley struggling. I don't see him anywhere near relegation. But I just think to, to match last year will be a bit too much. So I'm going to go twelve. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine losing nine one and that's your new manager bounce? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Neil Collins. Um, I know he was over in was it MLS Tampa Bay? No, I don't, it was, was it below USL that? USL? Yeah, the, the lower league. Yeah. So uh, what he knows. Um, about about football in this parts, let alone uh, South Yorkshire. I am not entirely sure, um, but hey, uh, stranger things have happened. They lost Anderson, of course, who was pretty much the pillar of their defence and the reason they um, were so strong in the playoffs. I think, or certainly one of the big reasons. Um, he got in the way of that one at uh, at. I was going to call it the Macron then. What was it? It was the Uniball last season. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was at the Uniball last season. Had he had he not got in the way of that, Bolton would have had a lead to take into that second leg. Would have been a very different game. Um, but anyway, and also, am I right in saying there could be a points deduction still with them? They've got all this stuff about the, the change of ownership hanging over the, the heads as well, which is... A... Yeah, I mean, there's a there's probably about 10 teams in League One that have a points deduction over them, and, and Bolton aren't one of them. Wow. Frankly, so. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, more power to the EFL's elbow. About time you started cracking down on these swines. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've gone eighth with Barnsley because I still think they've got a decent core of a squad. And Canel is definitely the one they, they will be building around. But it, as with a few of my guesses, it could, could have gone very, very differently. But uh, we'll move on to another B, Blackpool, um, who have come down from the championship in a, a well, just. A mire of meh, really. They, they, nothing yeah. happened. They weren't really in crisis. They weren't really in anything. It just, just didn't happen. No, it didn't. I've gone with seven for them. I, I don't think they've got. Um, I don't think they've got enough really to uh, to challenge the top two. Uh, they have got some good players. Mm. Um, you know, who, who a few of them, a few of the players did okay in the championship, even though they got relegated. So I think they'll they'll be challenging playoffs, but. Um, yeah, I think it was between sixth and seventh for me. And when we get to our P's, considering that I work with the the owner of a club who begins with a P, I had to put them in the in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to stick Blackpool in seventh. I have also gone seventh. Would you believe a Blackpool? Um, wow. I think they they look quite solid. I mean, I know they lost they lost Jerry Yates, who was yeah. you know a good good striker, but they brought in people like Matt Pennington at Shrewsbury. Um, Ollie Norburn, of course, that got mentioned with with Bolton as well from Peterborough. So they've got in, yeah, they've got players in who, who are solid at this level, and and I, I don't think they've lost a lot of players. So I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I just, I just can't get excited about Blackpool. I just can't see them do anything more than that, really. So seventh. Um, so the next one, eleventh, I've gone for. Um, let's, yeah. Bristol Rovers. I don't know why I introduced them with the position that I thought they were going to be. That was a weird way of doing it. But yeah, just to spoil, I have uh, gone with Bristol Rovers in 11th. Well, amazingly, so have I. Um, (laughs) I think uh, Bristol Rovers are, you know, they're doing well under Joey Barton. They are building. I I don't think they've got enough to 
to challenge to get in the championship. Maybe there are a few years of, of consistency away from that. So I think a top half finish will be good for them and I think they'll do it. I think they've made some good signings. Um, George Friend, who always seems to do quite well against Bolton. Giovanni Brown, who, who did well at Exeter last season. Uh, James Wilson, who was at Plymouth, the centre-half. I think they've they've recruited pretty well. I mean, nobody in the heart, in our heart of hearts, nobody really wants to see Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers doing particularly well. <laughs> so they're, they're like a, an amplified version of Fleetwood, really, for me. So I, I think 11th is fine, really. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. Let's move on to Burton, another team um, who, let's say, style-wise are at the opposite end of the table to Bolton. Yeah, I'm... I mean, I put them in twenty first just purely because I'd like to see them go down. Because <laughs> I mean, if Bolton go up, it doesn't matter. But I am a bit sick of going to that ground and not winning. Um, but uh, no, they've got Cole Stockton, so they have got a striker in there who knows where the back of the net is. He showed that a few years ago, not so much last year. I think, yeah, I suppose he can play to his strengths, and he's a goal scorer. So twenty um, first maybe is a bit harsh on them, but I think at, at some point. That style of football at some point, uh, it fails. I think we saw it a bit with Accrington last year, is that you can only do, you can only overachieve, if you will, for so long. And then you come you come down. And I think Burton uh, are going to do that this year, so 21st. Well, I've gone 15th for Burton. But it's, it's slightly, I think it's slightly lower than where they finished last season. Um, I think when you throw the ball into the box as much as Burton do, if you've got somebody like Stockton, if he can get in a role, then I think there's there's a chance he could be okay. Um, they've signed a couple of other decent uh, decent players. I think Jamal Black, Blackman, the, the goalkeeper's uh, pretty good at this level. Uh, Mason Bennett as well from Millwall's uh, a decent player. I think they'll I think they'll be, I think they'll improve as a team. They, it looks like they might even improve the style of play even. Um, it'd be lovely to go and actually have a football game rather than a game of rugby union at uh, the Pirelli Stadium. But uh, I, yeah, I would not be sad if you were right and they went down at all. Uh, sorry to my friends in Burton. I've got quite a few. Um, but yeah, I'm bored of it. Um, I'm totally over it. Um, next on my list is Cambridge United, who seem to have been overachieving for absolutely ages. Is this the year they come unstuck? Um, well, almost. So I've gone 20th. Um, I noticed they lost uh, Sam Smith mm. didn't to... Who did he go to, Sam Smith? Uh, Reading. Reading, that's it. So, uh, yeah, I've noticed um, I noticed they lost him. Yeah, I think with Cambridge, it's a, it's a bit similar. I think I think last year as well, they, they were doing okay. And then uh, Bonner was linked with... Who was he linked with? He was linked with another club, wasn't he? And he, he didn't quite happen. Mm. Uh, was it Charlton? Can't quite remember. Um, and then uh, he just faltered from that. And I think stayed up by the skin of a teeth. And I think when you have a, a, a decline throughout a season as much as they did, um, and I think it was ironically the point they got at Bolton that kind of kick-started him a little bit. But mm. uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, Losing Sam Smith as well. I think they'll struggle, but I think they'll possibly just have enough to stay up. I'm, I'm a little bit more pessimistic. I like Cambridge. I like the people at Cambridge, and it's, it's a nice little, little ground to work in, but they've, they have lost a bit too much for me. I think they've lost Ironside. They've lost Smith. Um, Harvey Nibs went to Reading as well. Lloyd-Jones has gone. There's, there's quite a lot of change, in, and that might completely 
you know, they may have may bring in a load of League One specialists and, and become a more solid result. But as as I'm sat here right now, other than cousins from Wigan, I can't really say that anything they've signed exciting me really. So. Uh, sorry, Cambridge, I'm going 22nd. I don't think it's going to be your Ooh. year, my friends. Um, slightly north, ever so slightly north, Carlisle United. <laughs> yeah, slightly. Um, I think 16th. I, th- I, I, I think Paul Simpson's a good manager. Um, I know they have, they've brought quite a few players in, I think. And, uh, and yeah, they, uh, I think they'll have a bit of a bounce. Teams won't like going up to that stadium. Um so, yeah, I'm going to go. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be 16. Paul Simpson once went absolutely bananas at a friend of mine who was working at the Rochdale Observer. Um, he was sure that he was going to get the sack after a game against Macclesfield and ran a back page with the headline, Mac, then the knife. Um, <laughs> and it, it happened. It was true. It actually did happen. Simpson got sacked after a defeat against Macclesfield. Ah, but there we go. Um that's uh, that's always stuck with me. That headline It's one of my favourites. Um, I agree. I agree. He's good. Good manager. Um, did a cra- cracking job last season. Their home form is usually pretty good, and that usually gives you a very good chance. Um, it's certainly what most of the promoted clubs will be trying to hang their hat on. I'd imagine. Carlisle. Nobody wants to go to Carlisle on a Tuesday night. I think that'll just give them enough. Um, I haven't seen much in the signings so far that's that's making me think that, but just the, the pure geography is going to win it for them, like Barrow. It's the only reason why Barrow have <laughs> stayed in the Football League, it's geography. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm going to give them 20th, 20th, mm. and then move back down to London and our old mate Dean Holden, uh, Charlton Athletic. Yeah, I think Charlton have, have recruited quite well. They've got Alfie May. Um, I think... Charlton will be similar to what we were last year. I think they'll. I don't think they'll, they'll trouble the top two. Um, they are building something. Um, I think they could get to fifth. You know, I think the the thing is with with them, and I'm going to say Portsmouth as well. Now, again, to to ruin the uh, the next part of the predictions, <laughs> um, I have actually got Portsmouth in the playoffs as well. But the thing with Charlton and Portsmouth is. One of them will have a poor start to the season. Like both of them, it seems that none of them have. Both of them don't have good starts. They both promise quite a lot all the time, and then it, they just don't start well. Mm. So I know one of these predictions will be wrong. I just can't predict which one. So I'm going to put Charlton in fifth. Predicting uh, which that. prediction is wrong. That's a that's a, a <laughs> that's a meta layer that I did not anticipate. <laughs> I think you've just broken the podcast. Uh, it's Inception. <laughs> Prediction Inception. <laughs> this week's podcast has been produced by Christopher Nolan, by the way. Um, so, yeah, uh, Charlton, I think in very, very real terms, they will finish fifth. I was I was with you up to that point. Um, they've signed Alfie May, who I think will get goals. Whether it's the massive goals that everybody expects when he moves to a bigger club, I have my doubts, but he will get goals because he's a decent player. Um, and I think he, he fits in with what they uh, what they wanted. Um, Harry Estead's gone there as well. He was in goal for Barnsley last season. I thought he was he looked pretty smart as well. San Lloyd-Jones. They, they don't have, um, what's his face, from Crystal Palace anymore. Uh, Raksaki, who looked absolutely mustered against Bolton on both the times I saw him anyway. Um, so... They probably do have to change a little bit. They've got new ownership coming in. It's all looking a little bit more rosy for Charlton. So I think they'll do okay. But 
I mean, they, they could be the new MK Dons. Everybody, everybody last season was looking at MK Dons and saying, yeah, they're going to absolutely stroll this. What brilliant recruitment. And then look what happened to them. So, hey, yeah. it could happen. It could happen. Um, right, on to my, my hometown team, Cheltenham Town. And uh, I fear what may be coming. Yeah, I, I sorry, Mark. I've got him down as twenty third. Um, although, I mean, to Chatham's credit, I think I had them to go down last year and they didn't. So, uh, yeah, I think losing Alpha May will be big for them. Um, it's it's so difficult a team like Cheltenham in um, you know in League One with the giant teams that they are uh, to recruit a striker that's going to get you nearly twenty goals a season. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think they'll struggle, so 23rd. So, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think without Alfie May, it's going to be a real struggle to attract somebody that's going to get that number of goals. I've gone 24th with Cheltenham. I desperately hope that I'm wrong. But when I look down the list of signings, the fact that 38-year-old Curtis Davis was the one that jumped out at me is, <laughs> is pretty damning, really. But that sent me down a proper rabbit hole. So, are you ready to come with me, Henry? Go on. <laughs> so anyway, so I was thinking, Curtis Davis, I wonder when he actually played against Bolton first. And it was April 2006. And this is against Big Sam, Nakata, Speed, Davis, Yossi, the lot. So that was when he first played against Bolton in the Premier League. So that's however many years, what, 17 years ago. On the wow. same team as Ke- Curtis Davis that day was Kevin Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> the striker that used to play at Arsenal and Everton. Now, his debut was 1988 against Everton. He played alongside, that, that day, Kenny Sansom, the ex-England right. international. Now I'm going six degrees of Kevin Bacon here, but Kenny Sansom played at Crystal Palace with Terry Venables in the mid-70s. Venables played at Chelsea alongside Jimmy Greaves in the 60s. And Jimmy Greaves' first England cap was against Peru, 1959. Eddie Hopkinson was in goal. Doug, Doug Holden was also on the team. So there we go. Six, ah, there we go. All the way back. I tried to get it back to Nat, but Nat actually retired from England duty the year before. So I've had to settle with Eddie and Doug Holden. But I, I got there in the end. Fantastic. Uh, so there we go. Six degrees from Curtis Davis. <laughs> but Is... but it, the revel hasn't ended there. It's veered off in a completely different direction. Uh, so anyway, this, this game against Peru, um, I can't even remember what the score was. I think England won 2-1. Um, but anyway... Uh, the next game, they were on some sort of Latin American tour. So Dougie Holden's last cap, Dougie Holden, the uh, the ex-Bolton player who's obviously played in the 58 Cup final. Yeah. His last game for England was against Mexico, right? And and he became the first substitutes that England ever made. So him and Wilf McGuinness were subbed off. And it was the first time England had ever made a substitution. And the reasons given on the day was that he and Wilf McGuinness were suffering from altitude and heat. Which is weird. <laughs> well, he used to say, didn't he, when, back in the day, when uh, they first allowed subs, uh, teams were reluctant to do it because it was seen as a form of cheating. <laughs> cheating. <laughs> cheating making a sub. Can you imagine what they'd make of uh, of the benches today? But even better than that, even better than that, because Holden was, was uh, subbed about, uh, about 10 minutes into the second half, I think it was. But it was just after... Mexico had scored what was what was their winning goal. They won two one, and at the, at the same time as Mexico scored, there was a bloody earthquake. <laughs> it was actually an earthquake, six point six on the Richter scale. Can you imagine 
playing a game in the middle of an earthquake and carrying on, by the way. It, do you reckon that was... Do you reckon that Holder was just thinking, I'm getting off here? <laughs> just, I can't be bothered playing in the middle of an earthquake. Life is too short and I'm coming to the end of my England career anyway. So uh, it gives it the old substitution sign. And, and then people on the touchline are like, what does that mean? We, we've only just introduced subs. We don't understand what that, that, that syntax means. Yeah, Mexicans shouting cheat in Spanish. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, where were we? Derby County. Derby County, an external list. <laughs> it's a, it's uh, an easy segue to make. It is, yeah. I, I've gone, you know what, I've gone Derby as, as first. I think it's an easy thing to say. Uh, they're obviously the biggest club in the league. And um, they they seem to be wanting to recruit. Um, I, I know it's easy to kind of put all that together and put them as first. The main thing for me is the manager. I think he's done it at this level. He's a good manager. Um, and they've stuck with him after finishing... Uh, out of the playoffs last year and I think I think they'll finish first yeah no, I'm with you I like Paul Warren I well, he knows he knows the formula doesn't he I mean it's not always the most pretty in the world but he's he seems to be signing players that you you could have seen him sign at Rotherham now so that means that he'll probably end up getting him out there you know Connor Washington I could see that all day long uh, that Sonny Bradley that signed from Luton, decent defender. I think a lot of people have been talking him up as being a, a big one. Callum Elder, Joe Ward, people like that. So he's getting that squad where he's, he, was, he was shackled by all the transfer problems last season. I think he's starting to get his own way a bit now. So you can, I've gone first. I've gone first as well. Um, fingers crossed uh, that they have that kind of unpredictable element to them, maybe, which will give Bolton more of a chance. But... Um, I don't see it. I think they're going to absolutely stroll it uh, personally. Um, we'll move on uh, down down very south to Exeter City. Um, it could be a struggle for them, I think. It could be, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think it will be a struggle, but they're, they're kind of in a group of teams where I'm, I'm thinking... Any could finish anywhere, you know. Like mm. I know, I said uh, Burton could would finish twenty first. If Burton finished in, uh, I don't know, fourteenth, it wouldn't surprise me. So yeah, I'm going to go Exeter in in eighteenth, um, just because I put them amongst a group of teams that could struggle but also could stay up. Yeah, there's there's a lot of teams, or there's there's a good half a dozen teams that uh, my sons would describe as mid, uh, whatever yeah. that means nowadays, but. Yeah, I've gone them 17th for Exeter. They've lost quite a few players. They've lost people like Josh Key, Giovanni Brown and people like that. So it's it's all a bit uncertain. I know uh, the manager there wanted to kind of get his... his Caldwell wanted to try and get his team sort of sorted out a bit more to his, his liking, a bit more straightforward. Um, so whether that works or not, I don't know. Um, I'm not really looking forward to my journey down there, if I'm being brutally honest, but... Uh, last one in this half of the draw is Fleetwood Town. Your thoughts, Henry? I'm going to go eight. I think they've recruited quite well. Um, they, you know, they recruited well in January and they, they had an upturning farm. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go eight. There'd be a bit of a surprise package for me. Yeah, they did spend a bit of money in January, didn't they? And they got Danny Mayer in as well this summer, which is a, is a very yeah. reasonable signing, I think. They look quite solid. I know they've had the issues with their owner, um, who's now, I think, being entertained by Her Majesty's pleasure, to Her Majesty's pleasure, but or, or at least waiting to be. I think he's been uh, in the legal mix for a while. So 
maybe I'll bleep that out. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Fleetwood as a football club look like they are on pretty solid footing nowadays. So that's the kiss of death for them. Um, let's have a couple of wondrous predictions to break this party up. Um, who's going to win Bolton's Player of the Year? Um, you know, it'd be easy for me to go Deion Charles as top goal scorer. It would. It'd I'm going to go. Very easy. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, Dacus Cogley. Oh, that's yeah. that's that's a bit right field. Yeah, well, I mean, he's had a good he's had a good preseason so far. Uh, as I said, we're recording this after Chester, so hopefully, I've not put the kiss of death, and he's going to go the way of George Johnston. Um, but uh, no, I think he's he could be one who. Bearing in mind as well that um, when he signed, we were expecting another yeah. fullback to come in and, and he'd be cover. I think uh, hopefully he could be quite as a, a quite a surprise and, and do very well. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I nearly put him as my unexpected uh, surprise when I mentioned Randall Williams earlier, um, but he hasn't, to my knowledge, been on TikTok. Um, and be wooed by a young lady. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle Dempsey. I think yeah. he has started this year like a train. He looks good in pre-season. He's just becoming very important to what Bolton do, and I think if Bolton are going to have a good season, which, fingers crossed and touch wood, they are, uh, I think he's going to be integral to it. So, yes, I'm going to go with Dempsey. He's had his, he's had his issues let's say let's move on quickly past those ones um but i think he's he's getting to the stage where he's he's just enjoying proving people wrong and, and i'm going to go with him for my player of the year um right we've got a lot of grounds uh a vintable mall which one are you well actually you're not even going to be allowed past october you're you're not going to be allowed to any of these grounds but in a theoretical sense which ground are you most looking forward to and least looking forward to visiting um I, you know what, I, I think my my most looking forward to is, I mean, it's about time we beat Wigan, isn't it? So I, I'd, I'd say if we can guarantee a win, it would be the D, uh, DW. Um, other than that, yeah, Blackpool, I've never been to Bloomfield Road, well, on the inside of it anyway. Wow. So uh, Blackpool would be... Uh, would be one. Um, I've penciled in Reading as my one before the baby comes that I'm allowed to go to that's more than an hour away. Um, you so, are in yeah. for a big disappointment, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, those would be my... But Derby as well. I didn't get to go last year. Tickets sold out. So hopefully Good I'll get to Derby this year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Derby. I, Derby, I, I've been to once before, and it was, if anyone remembers, in the 97-98 season, we lost 4-0. We were 4-0 down at half-time. Uh, my mum and my brother went to, uh, it's on a retail park, or near a retail mm. park, so they went to Toys R Us, and I thought I'd rather be in Toys R Us right now. We don't uh, like being Toys R Us. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, that, that advert still brings back uh, goosebumps, old Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd... I mean, I, I like Derby, actually. I really love working at Derby, so I'm looking forward to going back there. The only problem is that Bolton never bloody wins, so it's always no. it's always a bit of a jinx. I like going to Cambridge. The welcome you get at Cambridge is outstanding, and uh, people there are great. It's just a bit far away. Um, my least favourite, I'm sorry, Wigan, and I do, like you, hope that Bolton catch them early enough in the season so that they're still at sixes and sevens, get an overdue win there, and, and jobs are good, and, uh, but I just don't like working there. Um, and Leighton Orient, don't even get me started on Leighton Orient. 
I'm sure I've told the story on the podcast of, of, of me and Jack Dearden getting lost and ending up walking around the Olympic Village, uh, a, a ghost town of an Olympic Village last season in the pouring rain. But it was one of the most harrowing experiences of my life. And I'm worrying that when I go back there, I'm going to get PTSD flashbacks and just end up sort of shriveled in a corner somewhere in the fetal position. Uh, well, let's hope we do slightly better. Well, more than slightly better, because slightly better is losing 3-0. But uh, <laughs> slightly better than, uh, than that time. Could, could you get slightly better than seeing Jack Dearden completely undress and then redress in a in a in an outfit that he's bought from asda whilst you were stood there dripping waiting for him in the rain <laughs> um that's a sight i never want to see or think about or discuss on this podcast again henry so i'm glad you brought it up yeah you might have to bleep that out as well actually <laughs> oh god where's that men in black stick i need that um right <laughs> uh the right we're gonna we let's let's First the bubble now, where are Bolton going to finish? And why? Uh, yeah, I've got us in second. Um, I think... Uh, I think... The, we, you know, Ian Ebert, this week, after the Chester game, has said that we've got another four or five signings uh, he hopes to make. Um, I think those will come in and, you know, I think we'll be... We've got a, a nucleus of a squad that's been together for a few years, and I think when you look at like Plymouth, for example, that's what you need um, to get promoted out of this league. And I think we will do. I think we'll finish. Uh, we'll finish second. I don't think it'll be the last day of a season job. I think we'll we'll be quite comfy. Maybe not finishing first, um, but we'll be quite comfy in second. There's my prediction. Well, boringly enough, I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. I think. Derby potentially might just have a little bit too much, but I'm not writing that off for Bolton. There is, as as we're sat here at the minute, and we're not too far removed from, from that Chester game, there is a little bit of a mini-crisis going on. And it's one of those Bolton Wanderers mini-crisis where there's actually no real reason behind it. It's just a lot of kind of social media swirling around and people wanting to get heard and get you know people being a bit bored a bit frustrated not a lot happening so the, the kind of the vacuum creates a, a kind of feeling of uncertainty it's also the kind of period where you look back in two or three months time and think what was all that about um and i'm hoping touch wood again that that proves to be the case here that as you say, he, he wants four or five new signings. Those signings come in. There's a bit more of a fresh feel about the place. There's a couple of good performances through the end of pre-season into the Lincoln game. And then everybody's everybody's happy again. But I think as the season goes on, if they can get that depth to the squad, and it might not have the same kind of star quality as a James Trafford, Connor Bradley type, type thing. But I think if they can get the depth... And the the continual kind of like the rotation that Ian Everett wants, and, and and not lose anything when he's moving these players about and keeping them at full tilt. I think that'll be worth more to it, and I think that that's how he that's how he sees this season out. If they can get a bit more grit in midfield, that's the big thing, and if they can make the right midfield signings, I think yes, I think it's it's there for them. This is a weaker League One. I'm confident to say that than it was yeah. last season. It's, it's going to be easier to get promotion this season than it was last season because nobody, I don't, I, Derby might, but I don't see a few clubs racing away with it going up towards 90 plus points. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, nip and tuck. So 
I think I'm backing Bolton. I'm, I'm, I'm confident, but I don't quite know at this moment in time why. I just, I, I trust it. You know, there's, there's a trust element involved, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And I think when you look at the last 18 months from January, uh, the season before last, you know, Bolton, if you took out everyone's points, Bolton must be comfy, you know, in the top four. Mm. Um, so they've got momentum. And uh, I thought last year, you know, you'd like to think that with a player set to come in, uh, take out, again, take out Trafford and Bradley, but I think you'd you'd look and think we've improved. Uh, and we were very consistent in the playoffs last year. So, um, and like you said there, you know, can you see the three coming down? doing as well as the three who went up mm. probably not so and then you've got the other team who finished above us Barnsley you don't know where they are so uh, yeah I, I'm quite confident yeah yeah I mean you've got to reserve judgement on a few different things and unfortunately this is a predictions podcast so there's no point going I'm going to reserve judgement for a couple of weeks on this folks you've got to, we have to put our knackers on the line a little bit um, but I do I do think I, I believe that they've earned that trust I think I think like you say, the the progression they've shown for the last eighteen months in particular makes you think, okay, well, you're onto something here. You're onto a formula. It just requires just a little bit of tinkering over the coming weeks, and uh, and things will be fine. Let's move on to part two of our league countdown, and uh, we mentioned them there, uh, Leighton Orient and uh, East London's not finest, but second finest, third finest, maybe. Um, Great home form last season. Are they going to manage to uh, come up, Darren Prattley and all, and do well? Yeah, I think they'll finish 14th. I think they'll do okay. They'll. Uh, I don't think they'll be trouble in the top half. Uh, they kind of remind me a little bit maybe of Port Bay over last season, mm. uh, where they'll they'll never really be in danger of, of going down, but they'll uh, you know they'll be kind of just sit between 12th and and 18th. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go 14th. I've gone 16th. I think that home form will probably see them through without any any problems. Signed a couple of reasonable players. And he plays quite good football, doesn't he, Richie Wellins? So uh, you'd imagine they'll be quite good to watch. Galbraith, that they've just signed from United, um, he did quite well at Salford and, and places like that. So I think uh, I think they'll be okay, and it'll be good to see Darren Prattley again as well. I'm looking forward to speaking to him. Uh, let's move on to Lincoln City, Mister Unpredictable in League One for me. They are, yeah. I've gone nine for just because of that. I think they'll, uh, they, yeah. I just think they, um, it's it's very difficult to predict for them. I think they have improved uh, on last season and a bit more stability. Uh, they didn't lose many at home last season, no. so if they can convert a few of them draws into wins. Then, uh, yeah, I, I think they'll. I mean, ninth again. I don't think they'll challenge the playoffs necessarily. Uh, it seems to be between sixth and ninth is normally about ten points, isn't there? So I think they'll fall in that sort of. Third. You've got the teams who are who are fighting to get promoted. You've got the teams who are fighting the playoffs. I think Lincoln will sit in that sort of third bracket, where um, I don't think they'll they'll struggle, but I don't think they'll. Uh, as you, as you could say, mid. They're another mid team. Yeah, well, last season, you, you said there about the draws, they drew so many games and it just felt like they were either in a kind of transitional period or things just hadn't, you know, recruitment happening quite right. They brought in Tyler Walker this summer, I've noticed, and if they can get a couple of goals, 
it's it's been the goals really more than anything else the, the difference makers if you will that, that struggle they've actually got a very reasonable team they, they they recruit really well from places like ireland and such so um i'm i'm interested with lincoln i think they're i think they're 10th but they they've got it in them to be able to trouble up to about sixth for me so uh, it'll be interesting to see northampton town is next on my list and i mean i could write on the back of a postage stamp how much i knew about uh, northampton town before my research I probably still could if I wrote the word Sam Hoskins really small. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've got Sam Hoskins, so he's, uh, you know, and he, he, I think he got player of the season, didn't he, on uh, 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 League Two player of the season ahead of uh, that Cook fella, Bradford. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think they've signed many players of the Adeni. Am I right in saying that? Well, Dan, Dan Barnes did a, a roundup, or he keeps his roundup, and says that they signed none. I put that out on Twitter a couple of days ago and got absolutely hammered by a load of, well, I say a load, comparative load of Northampton Town fans. I was even getting journalists texting me to say, mate, they've, take, they've, they've signed a couple of players. So um, they have signed a couple, yes. Not great, but, you know, not exactly inspiring. Yes. Uh, well, I've put them to finish bottom anyway. Northampton tend to float Coppers. between league. Yeah, I think they uh, they float between League One and League Two anyway, and I can see them doing. Uh, they need to have a, a League uh, 1.5, and I can go in that with like Swindon and other teams like that. Yeah, Northampton Town. I mean, there's not a lot to say, is there? Uh, obviously, did quite well to get promoted, but I don't think it'll be too long before. They go back down again. I'm with you. I've gone 21st, but it's, I mean, they're lower mid, to be honest. Um, Hoskins is going to score goals at this level. Uh, who knows? Got linked with Bolton a couple of times in the I don't think there was ever anything really in that, but uh, I can see them going back down again. Sorry, Cobblers fans. Uh, not too far away from there, Oxford United. Um, I'm going to say it my dark horses for this season. Yeah, well, when when I was putting these uh, predictions together, I kind of I, I had them to be really low down, and then I kind of looked into it and thought, oh well, they've signed some decent players, so then I put them up. But then I've I've settled on thirteen for them because I think uh, in the same bracket as Charlton and Portsmouth, you can't all have good seasons. <laughs> uh, so you're going to have to have at least two of them. I think will. Uh, Will kind of what well, I think one of them will struggle with sat in the manager and then end up finishing mid table. Uh, Oxford will just float around and just be disappointing all season, uh, and then another one will finish in the playoffs. So that's where I've, I've sat up for Oxford in 13. Well, I put me neck on the line fourth. I've gone for Oxford. Wow, okay, I've gone for fourth. This is I just thought I'd, I've got to mix it up a little bit because, like you say, you, you could just literally go down top to bottom on the bookies odds and just like, oh, well, that's the way it's going to be. Looking at what they've signed, uh, Josh McEachran, who's got a lot of experience, James Beadle from Brighton, the Bolton were linked with goalkeeper, a um, couple of others, uh, Ruben Rodriguez as well from Notts County, who scored loads of goals in the conference. If he catches fire, they 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 had a reasonable squad last season, and it was a good budget. It was as good as Bolton's. So mm. there's a there's a very very chance, every decent chance. They've got a couple of very decent players. Um, and uh, you know the, the Brannigans of this world, and um, yeah, I, I just fancy Oxford to do pretty well. I'm, I'm going to pick them in fourth. Um, here's here's the money shot for uh, for you, Henry Peterborough United are next. I'm just going to get uh, well, ready with the record button on this one so I can send it yeah. out. Uh, 
Uh, I've settled on six, but just because. Yeah, Dara said he, so. <laughs> yeah, no, he he'd say first, um, but uh, no, I think there's, there's a lot of change, um, you know, in in their team. Uh, I know he was disappointed with some of the experienced players last year, so uh, that's why there's been a lot of change. Although at the moment, um, Clark Harris is still there, so mm. he could end up staying. And then, uh, you know, he's always a threat, apart from against Bolton, because Santos has him in his back pocket. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think... Um, I think Darren Ferguson's a very good manager at this level, and uh, he he will get them to sixth, I think. Mm, they've got the new Santos, I'm told. Is it mm. uh, that Romney Critchlow fella that they've just signed? Um, yeah, he was, he was at Bradford, wasn't he, last year? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've not made anything that's like, wow, for me. But then again, I, I just I always back Peterborough's recruitment. They always seem to know what they're doing. They don't often have a really dud season. So I've, I've gone sixth, again, like you, with uh, Peterborough. Um, whether Clark Harris stays or goes, I'm not sure it's going to massively matter because they they brought in Chimanga or whatever his name is. He, he looked like he was finding his feet a bit last season. I'm sure that... Um, Eventually he will and he'll score the next goals and then they'll sell, sell him as they normally do and the, the churn will continue. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going sixth. I think Peter will be there or thereabouts. Port Vale. Loads of new signings at Port Vale, by the way. Yeah, they have. But I, a mate of mine, I, I don't want to be that guy who's like, a mate of mine I play five side with <laughs> uh, said this. But he's a Port Vale fan and he's not very confident at all. Apparently the owners are... Uh, uh, in his words, the owners have said they got promoted too quick. They had a, they had a bit of a plan from League Two, like Bolton have with League One, mm. you know, where they, they think right three years and then we'll get up. They got promoted in year one and therefore have spent a lot of the money and now are, are cutting back a little bit. So I think because of that, that doesn't bode well. Teams that are looking to cut back never then go on and do well. So I've got them in twenty second. Well, I've got them in nineteenth uh, because. And a Port Vale, for Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> one of their new signs is Jason Lowe. I'm not sure how dynamic that actually is. But they've, they've actually they've, they've brought in some... You know, Connor Ripley's a decent keeper, I think. Connor Grant's decent, yeah. uh, who's at Plymouth. And uh, that Ethan Chislett they've got as well that uh, was linked with Bolton from AFC Wimbledon. Um, I, I, I Obviously, they've sold Will Forrester, so they've topped their, their funds up a little bit with Bolton's money, but... I don't think they'll be in serious danger, personally. I, I have spoken to a couple of Port Vale fans recently who, who were not particularly impressed with the season so far, but I think that's pretty much Port Vale's lot, isn't it? 19th in League One, that's that's pretty much on par for them. Um, next is a team whose expectations must be crippling them by now, Portsmouth. What do you make of them? Yeah, I've got them in fourth. It's about time we did something. Uh, they've signed a lot of players... Um, but it just seems to be a cycle with Portsmouth that mm. they, they sign a lot of players. Like last year, we were looking and, you know, they signed uh, Bishop, didn't they? And, uh, you know, a, a few other players that you're looking and going, they're good signings for this level. And then they start off and they did halfway down the league. So, um, yeah, same old for Portsmouth that the new manager comes in, new signings, and then uh, they end up failing. But, I think this year they'll do okay. Like I said, them, them or Charlton, one of them won't do well. Um, so I've got them in fourth, I think. Uh, I don't know whether challenging the top two, or maybe they will challenge but just fall off. Uh, but yeah, uh, fourth. 
I think they will challenge the top two. I think they'll be third. I like the cut of their jib. To use a sailing reference, I'm sure they will uh, appreciate down there. Uh, I mean, they finished last season really well. I don't think they got beat in the last sort of 10 or 11 games. Beat beat Bolton quite convincingly, if, if truth be told, down at, at Fratton Park. And Fratton Park is pretty much their biggest sell, if you know what I mean. It, it, it's such a hard place to play. And there seemed to be that little bit of belief down there at the time. And it can go completely the other way. It's an evil place to play when they're not playing well. But I just get the feeling if Pompey can get on a roll, that they will be one of Bolton's big, big rivals this season. A really big rival. And uh, yeah, to the point that I don't think there's going to be a lot of difference between Bolton and Portsmouth. And in my fantasy league table, I think Portsmouth go up on uh, in, in the playoffs. Uh, but that Bolton just pipped them to the post there. But I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, a really hard one to call is Reading, because they've come down from the Championship in all sorts of mither. Where do you put them? Um, I've gone with third. They remind me a lot of when we uh, came down and, and you know with Phil Parkinson. That mm. There's a lot of stuff going on off the pitch, but they, they might just sort it out on the pitch. Um so I'm going to go with third for them. But, I mean, the thing with Reading is they could easily be third or they could be 23rd. You know, they'd be really <laughs> unknown. Uh, I thought they've signed... Sam Smith's a good sign at this level. Yeah. He, he, and the other lad from Cambridge. Nips. So, yeah, yeah they've, they've got potential there. But I think they were, they were due a relegation um, from the championship. And they're going into the unknown a little bit. I think sometimes when you look at teams that come down, like the likes of Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday and, uh, you know, other teams that have come down into League One, they've kind of got the stadium as a bit of a, uh, you know, it's it's a big stadium, but uh, it's always full. You know, they've, mm-hmm. got, they've got that as an advantage to them. Reading Stadium is a big stadium, but, I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever seen it full. So I don't think the fan base is a... A raucous one, so I don't know how much that is gonna, you know, it's not gonna push them over the line. I don't think so. Mm. I'm gonna go third, but potentially, yeah, not even in the playoffs. I think had they not had any problems off the pitch, I would say kind of doing a, you know, a, a settling job and being there or thereabouts. See, like Wickham did last season, for example, you know, being in the mix. But I don't think I think they'll drop a bit further than that, and they've signed. Um, the, the manager they put in, Ruben Sellers. I mean, that's a that's a bold appointment for a for a relegation year in League One. I mean, he's pretty far from Phil Parkinson. And had they yeah. had they gone for somebody like Phil Parkinson, I'd have been yeah, I can see I can see them going up, or I can see them being challengers. But I mean, they've got to start completely afresh. Surely Ruben Sellers isn't playing the same brand of football that Paul Ince was playing at the end of last season. I'm not having that. Yeah. Um, not really made many signings yet, and I do think the, the Nibs and, and Sam Smith, they're decent signings, and they probably be all right. But will everything settle if they're going to be having to do it in this amount of time? Talking a few weeks now before the start of the actual season, it's a lot of change. Now, Barnsley did it last season. They were in they were in a mess. If you'd have talked 12 months ago, people were saying, oh, Barnsley in a right mess. They're going to have a struggle this season. So it, it, it can happen, but I've gone, I've gone red in 12th. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a, a season of transition for them. Um, talking about transition, Shrewsbury post uh, Steve Cottrell. What do you make of them? Yeah, I've got 19th. Uh, I think, I don't know what's going on there, but Steve Cottrell seems to be someone who was uh, stable and doing well. And 
you know, consistently and uh, it could be, I, I hope, is it is Matty Taylor that's gone? It, it is, yeah, it? it is. Yeah, so I, I hope he does well, but I think for them this season, I think staying up is a good season. So I'm going to, I'm going to give that to Matty Taylor, so 19. Yeah, I'll, I'll spare him from relegation. I don't agree with what happened with, Unless there's something that I really don't know with with uh, with Cottrell and and Aaron Wilbram, of course, who is his uh, his assistant as well, um, seemed very weird. It seems like they've they've signed slightly different type of players, maybe trying to play a bit more football and such like. They brought in Carl Winchester as well. He's one of those players who I only know because he always scores against Bolton, no matter which club he's at. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, no doubt he will he'll bag one at least this season when Bolton go to Shrewsbury. But I've got. I've got no affinity for that place, uh, so I'm, I've gone 18th and, and kind of hope it's a bit lower. I'd, I'd rather see Stephen stay up personally, and they're the next one on my list. Hey, I, I've got them staying. I've got them 17th. I think they've signed some good players. Steve Evans is, well, he's Steve Evans, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, as much as anybody else. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a hell of a character, and but he's he's been consistently... Uh, you know he's achieved whichever club he's been at. So yeah, I think I think they'll survive. I think seventeen. And they've signed about half of Peterborough's squad, haven't they? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a ridiculous number of Peterborough players that they've signed, um, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I've gone twenty third because I just don't. I, I just I can see Steve Evans not necessarily seeing out the season. Let's put it that way. Um, but this could be one of those. One of those calls that looks absolutely stupid in a year's time when Stevenage do the double bubble and then they're playing championship football next season. <laughs> it, it could easily do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know enough about Stevenage to say that they're definitely going down, but I know enough about the other teams to kind of just, they just landed in 23rd is, is the bottom line. So um, yeah, Stevenage 23rd, uh, sue me if I'm wrong. Uh, let's go to Wickham. We know a bit about Wickham. We do, but they've had a lot of change. They didn't end the season that well last year. I've got them no. in fifteenth. Um, I think this is they overachieved with quite a lot, and I think now we'll start to see Wickham. For me, Wickham in the pecking order of, of English football, Wickham are a, a lower half league one, league two team. Mm. I think we'll start to see them sort of settle around there. No. Mm. Yeah, I mean, post Gareth Ainsworth, the magic seems to have just rubbed off a little bit, doesn't it? And they've lost a few of the players that were really kind of shining in that team. Abit has gone this summer as well. He always rated. He always plays well against Bolton. Um, yeah, I think they'll give it the best shot. I think they, I, I've got them as ninth because I don't think they're going to be miles and miles away. But I just don't see them necessarily breaking in. There's nothing there that makes me think, yeah, definitely. They've, they've, they've signed a few decent players, but um, they're, one, yeah, they're one of those could be anywhere from, from 3rd to 13th, really. Um, right, we can't put it off any longer, Henry, you know that. We're going to have to talk about Wigan sooner or later, um, and you're going to start on minus eight words. You know, when I did this uh, prediction, I forgot they were on minus eight. I had them in 10th. <laughs> Um, the reason for that is is that yeah they've had a lot of by all accounts they're not going to throw money at it like they have done in previous years mm. they're going to kind of uh, you know I, again no disrespect to Wigan but if you look at you know and I don't want to be one of those attendance guys or whatever but Wigan are a 
for me, a, a sort of a lower half Championship League One team, um, and probably more League One. So I think tenth is possibly whereabouts you're going to have to be for the next few years. Um, and I think they will get there, and they'll get there because we're going to have an, an annoying knack of overachieving, whether it be just staying up in the Premier League or managing to stay up. Uh, whereas when we got relegated from the Championship and all the stuff were going on in the background with us, you know, it seemed our players just, I don't want to say down tools, but they they didn't really fight, not in my opinion anyway. Whereas mm-hmm. Wigan have an, an annoying knack of fighting for the club. Uh, and I think they'll do that again, but it'll get them to 10th. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do the, the rivalry thing and say they're going to get absolutely relegated out of sight. But honestly, I, I mean, I think they've got a decent manager in Maloney for starters. I think he, he's impressed me with what he said and the way he's gone about things. They haven't done a massive amount in the transfer market so far, but then that whole takeover thing's been in the background and it, the guy's just taken over at Wigan Warriors as well, the rugby league club as well. So he's probably just getting his feet under the table of the whole thing. That might change now. The budgets might change completely. Um, but first things first, they've got to get over that eight-point barrier. We know what that's like from Bolton's experience. And obviously, Bolton had been hit a lot harder at that point in time um, and had no players and a new squad and all that sort of stuff. Wigan have got a bit more going for them in that respect. I think they'll easily overcome the eight points. They'll easily get a clear of relegation. I've got them in 13th, but I would be willing to swap them for Wigan in ninth. Sorry, for Wickham in ninth, because I do think they will be somewhere near. And that's annoying, really. But it is what it is. Uh, I think they will be strong, um, especially in the January window once all the, the takeover stuff has, has kind of settled down and they've got a, a decent um, idea of where they're at. But... You know, like it, I might not. Uh, they are going to be somewhere near. Such is life. So there we go. There we go. That's our that's our one to twenty four. Um, a little last couple of questions on on Wanderers for you, and that's it's the expectation. We're going to talk about expectation because the the expectation normally comes at Bolton from supporters who point out hey, this isn't where Bolton Wanderers are supposed to be. Bolton Wanderers are supposed to be in either the Premier League or the uh, or the, the Championship, the second tier, historically. we not not a third or fourth tier club. And that's where it kind of generates and all the history and everything else that weighs upon it. But actually, this summer, a lot of the expectations come from within. It's come from Ian Everett, automatic promotion, even Sharon Britton, automatic promotion. We've been talking about budgets. We've been talking about the the... The, the great state that the commercial side of the club's in, all these glitzy big screens and LED banners, and it's all getting rather kind of uh, inflated and excited. And do you think that's to the detriment of the, the, the club's chances? Or do you think that just makes everybody that bit more motivated or attracts better players? I, I don't know. I can't, I can't really weigh up. Yeah, I think there's pros and cons for all of it. I think this this Bolton team, though, I've tended to, when they've needed to get a result, we've got one. Especially when you look at the Plymouth game, mm. is that there were a lot of expectation on that game and they went and won 4-0. So I do think expectation, this team can get over it. I think there'll be bumps in the road in the season, like we've had with every season. They'll lose a few games or not win in a few weeks and suddenly everyone wants to, uh, Ian Ebert out and whatever. Uh, and then we win and it's all quiet again. 
Um, but I do think the the thing is we, we you know we are, we're having a conversation last year is it, would it be too soon for Bolton to go up last year? Mm. So I think where as disappointing as it was, like that Portsmouth game you mentioned before, that was disappointing. But for me, I was quite relaxed, thinking, well, we're probably a playoff team as it is. This year, every every game is going to be massive because you know it, we expect to go up. As you know, there's so many factors in it that the the teams coming down aren't as good as the teams who are going up. Uh, the, the other team above us, Barnsley, are, are struggling. Um, so really, in effect, Bolton have been put as the, what in the top two in favourites, and probably mm. rightly so. So yeah, it's down to the players to take that expectation that there is at Bolton and uh, and thrive under it. And this is where you know if if these players want to uh, be successful, they're going to have to deal with it because we're not no longer a team. If we'd have gone up in that first, the first season, if we'd have won every game from January like we did in League 2 and got in the playoffs and got promoted, then you're coming from nowhere. There's no expectation. Whereas now, the club kind of said unofficially we want three years in League 1 to get promoted. And this is the third year. So, yeah, there is pressure on them. Um, so it depends on the players. Can they handle it? Because there's pressure on them now and running in pre-season. <laughs> it does seem that way, isn't it? I, I, just, I, I looked up from the laptop after reading a, a load of social media uh, this morning and just thought, God, there's three weeks of pre-season left as we as we sit here and we're not even anywhere near the Lincoln game yet and yet uh, it feels like, you know, we've got 10 points to make up on the automatic promotion <laughs> places already. It's it's already bubbling. Um, they have made a rod for own back. They have because had they kept everything quiet, then, you know, it, it, it may not be quite as, as manic. But do you know what? I just get the feeling they enjoy that sort of thing. They enjoy embracing that pressure. I don't think Ian ever cares one little jot whether people are, uh, you know, expecting this, that and the other from him. I think he, he expects it from himself. And so far, he has improved every single season. Every year is a completely new experience for him because he's going into almost, you know, a different managerial level, if you will. He's gone from fresh-faced, you know, straight out of non-league with Barrow, done that that year. Then he's done the, you know, the the freshman year in League One, passed that test, no problem. Then it's the, you know, sophomore, you know, can you can you keep the improvement going up in League League One? Now there's an expect expectation. There's an expectation to succeed, and whilst he could probably turn around and point and say, well, yeah, but look at what we have done in the past. It, you know, it should buy me some time. I don't think he's that way inclined. I think he's he's pushing them on and expecting more as much as anybody else, whether he admits it or not, I don't know. But um, I think inside the club, I think that desire to improve and to get automatic promotion will either make or break them. And I hope, like you said there, that the players embrace it because... It could be a very exciting season. I'm going to put my neck on the line and say it is going to be a very exciting season. It's never dull at Bolton Wanderers. We should know that by now. Yeah, uh, it'd be boring if it was dull, uh, and we don't we don't do boring at Bolton Wanderers. Um, but yeah, it's it was always going to happen, wasn't it? With the club in in League One, the uh, the expectation is just the same as it is at Portsmouth and Derby and, and Charlton. You know, we we've seen a lot of riches. Uh, so you know, what's the what's the 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 lyric? If I hadn't seen such riches, I could live with being poor. 
there you go. So we can't, you know, we're not a, uh, I don't know, we're not an Oxford who. Uh, I can remember Oxford know, winning the Milk Cup. <laughs> well, okay, well, I I don't. So, but yeah, the, the at Bolton it's different, and uh, they're going to have to deal with it. If we got to the Championship, yeah, for mm. a, a season or two. Uh, to, you know, we'd be like, well, let's just survive and, and let's push on from there. Getting to that third season, suddenly you're kind of looking at other clubs around you. Go, well, Coventry got to the playoff yeah, final, yeah, Luton yeah. got promoted. So, yeah, people start thinking we can get into Premier League, and we get to the Premier League, and suddenly they'll go, well, Brighton got into Europe. Why can't we? So, <laughs> Bolton fans are never going to be happy. So the players are going to have to deal with expectation anyway. Yeah, that's the way of life. Okay, well, that brings to an end our pre-season prediction podcast. Tune in next week as we look ahead to the very first game of the season against Lincoln and the first proper weekend where all our predictions can start unravelling like a big ball of string. And uh, Mm -hmm. until next Friday, I have been Mark. I think it's time for a new sign-off. So if you've got any thoughts, please email them in aisles. And I've been Henry, the lights are going up, Hewitt. This has been The Buff.